and majestic name tonight, Lord God. You're the Prince of Peace. You're the precious Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Slain before the foundations of the world, Lord God. And we just exalt your holy name. Hallelujah, Father. Blessed be your name. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord God Most High. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You don't have to get quiet now. I heard the hallelujahs. Hallelujah. And he's still worthy of it. He still deserves it. Hallelujah. Come on. We magnify you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Bless your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's good and faithful. He's good and faithful. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Father, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We just bless you tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father. Jesus. Oh, God. Mm. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Man, he's good. He's good. He's good. Man. Woo. We're just going to let him have his way tonight because it's all about him and let him do what he wants to do. We're laying down our plans, our agendas, our ideals and thoughts and just let him have his way. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we praise your name tonight. I know we just prayed, but we're going to be a house full of prayer, Lord God. And let this be a house of prayer. And let these temples also become houses of prayer, homes of prayers, Lord God, in which you make your, resi- your, uh, your, 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 your habitation, Lord God, that you reside within us, Lord God. And so, Father, I'm asking you right now to do what you want to do. We're inviting you. We're encouraging you to interrupt our service, Lord God, and that your will would be done in our lives and in this meeting tonight, Father, and that you would be glorified through the Son tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that I would totally get out of the way and that your word would go forth with power, Lord God, and pinpointed accuracy, accuracy, Lord God, and that it would touch the hearts of the hearers, Lord God. Mm. That they would taste and see that you are good, Father. Mm. Father, and that then we can not only be hearers, but then be doers of your word, Father, outside of these walls, Lord God. That we would not cower back, but we'd have boldness, Lord God, and be of good, uh, uh, courageous, Lord God. And have no fear, Lord God. Mm, Hallelujah. Because we have the perfect love of Christ in us, which casts out all fear. And so, Lord, I just thank you for these that have gathered tonight, Lord God. I thank you for the hunger already that I feel in the room, Lord God, and your presence, Lord Jesus. I thank you so much for that. We pray for those who have traveled, Lord God, and, 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 and are not here with us tonight. We just thank you for protecting them, Lord God. Mm, be a, a hedge of protection around them in the name of Jesus. That you bring them back safely and on a fire, Lord God. That fire would kindle fire, Lord God, and that it would just be a wild flame, uh, a firestorm that would just go out, Lord God. And so, Lord, we just praise you and we give you all the glory tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Woo! Hallelujah.
Almighty. Mm. Mm. I know you just sat a minute ago, but if you would stand with me and we'll read the, the theme scripture. And then we'll just hit a few things. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that. We'll hit a few things and we'll be finished when we're finished in Jesus name. Amen. Let's go. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, and we're talking about relationships uh, this month. Hallelujah. And so I just want to bring out a few things tonight, maybe eight, about, and we'll try to keep them brief. And uh, I believe we'll just get out when the Holy Spirit says we'll get out. And, not, and that's not being all night. We're not going to, it's not my intention to preach like Paul until somebody falls asleep or falls out of a window, right? Because <laughs> he said he was long as speaking. <laughs> Amen. But I'm not going to try to go there tonight. But I want to just, mm, if we just have to pull out certain things, we'll do just that. But, um, uh, but uh, our, our subject tonight, or the title is, Because of Divine Relationships. Because of Divine Relationships. Okay? And I mean, this is all good right here. This is divine, and we have sweet fellowship with one another. But I'm talking about we're in a special place or position because we have divine relationships with God the Father, with God the Son, with God the Holy Spirit, because we are one. Amen. And so I just want to take you to a few places. Hopefully you got your Bibles or my guys are back here working and they're going to be up to speed. And, um, and we don't have to go over all of it, but I'm going to, let's just let the spirit lead. Okay. Because of divine relationships, we have become new creatures, new creations in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Can we put it up and we can just look at it real quickly. And this list is not exhaustive, exhaustive, it's not extensive, it's not complete. These are just some things that were brought out, okay, because there's other things that are benefits because of our divine relationship. 2 Corinthians 5.17. And they're, they're getting it there. Do I have anybody with it? You got a reader? Mm. So if you're in Christ, Hallelujah. you become a new creature. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. You're no longer that liar, cheater, stealer, deceiver. Mm. Hello, somebody. All those things they used to call you. You know, even your, your family members called you a little nickname. Okay? But you're not that person anymore. You're new. You're brand new because of divine relationships. Because of who you are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. That he's healed you. He saved you. And I'm talking about saving you from the depths of hell. Mm, eternal separation and damnation from him. You're a new creature. You're a new creation. You're not that person anymore. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'll go back home to visit family, the family reunion. Oh, yeah, Junebug, we remember when you used to. <laughs> That's not you any longer. That's not you. You're a new creature. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. So one thing is that you're a new, you're a new creature. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. 
Number two, you have the power to become a child of God. A child of God. Um, John 1.12. And I'm going to ask you guys to help. If you guys got Bibles, I know they're going to be working too. John chapter 1, verse 12. And then can I get someone to go to Galatians uh, chapter 3, verse 26. So I'm, I'm back here going to John 1.12 first, okay? John 1.12. Okay, John 1.12. We're in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Hopefully you guys, see, this is why we want to bring our swords with us also, right? Just in case. Just in case. Uh, you have 8, 13 through 17. Do you have John 1.12? Okay, go ahead, sister. Loud for me, please. Because of the divine relationship with him, you have the power, you have the authority, is what it is, the right to be a child of God. Mm. Forget that other DNA. You have a new DNA in Jesus Christ, in God. Come on. Woo. Come on. So I don't care how broke down or, or, or dysfunctional your family was, your household was. You're now a child of God. You have as, but as many as have received him, to them he gave the right ooh, hmm, to become children of God to those who believe in his name. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to go give away all your money. You didn't have to run, you know, 5,000 miles. You didn't have to go knock on a bunch of doors. You believed in his name. Amen. And it's a divine relationship. It's a divine connection that you have the right to become a child of God. Mm, come on. Galatians 3, 26, and then I'm going to need you to do 4, 6, and 7 as well. It's just right on, as you continue. Go. Through all the works that I did, through all the, the, the shedding of my blood and cutting myself, what is it, brothers? Read it again. Through faith. Through faith in Christ. Come on. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Come on. Go to chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. It might be on the same page for you. How rich is that? How rich is that? That you have the power to become a child of God and a joint heir with Christ through the divine relationship. Because of a divine relationship, man, not of anything that you've done, not of works lest anybody could boast about it, saying I did this and I gave that and I went there and I did that. No. Mm. Through faith. Come on. Okay, there was one more we are doing. Romans 8, right? 13 through 17. Loud for me. If I do, go ahead.
come on, crying out. And, and you have the spirit of adoption. It's one thing, and it's a great thing to be born into a family. But the spirit of adoption, you were chosen. Adoption, you're, you're chosen. Born into it, you know what? You, and maybe not everybody likes all of their kids. Or they always have a favorite. But the spirit of adoption, you were chosen. Okay? Selected. And then you still yet have full rights and privileges as one who was born within the family. You're no longer a slave, but you're an heir, a joint heir with Christ. Mm. And the Holy Spirit himself bears witness that you're one of his. That you're one of his. Hallelujah. So you don't discount yourself. You don't count yourself out. You don't sell yourself short. He says, you're one of mine. Mm. He adopted you so that within you, you can cry out from the very depths of your heart and your soul, Abba, Father. Amen. Come on. And then a third point is that you'll hear his voice. You'll hear his voice. And he hears you as well. Okay. Somebody give me John 8, 47. We'll just do John for these, okay? So we'll be in John. We'll go to 8, 47. Now, in, 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 in this latter portion of John chapter 8, there's a discourse going on between Jesus and, and some of the religious folks. And they're talking about how they're the seed of Abraham and as our father, and we weren't born of fornication. And then Jesus says, well, look, you know, if you're not doing the works that Abraham was doing because you want to kill me. This Abraham did not do. All right. But you have the spirit of your father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. And he's a deceiver and a liar. This is not what Abraham did. But 47. What? You mean I can hear God, the God who created everything, the heaven and earth, the one who, who spoke and it came into existence, and only because of that it still consists today? That God. Come on, read, sister. And now that's the folks that he was discussing with, debating with, the ones who were saying, well, we do this, and we're of Abraham's seed, etc." He's saying, but you don't hear because you're not of God. So you have to have that divine relationship to hear from him. And so they were all puffed up with, um, in themselves, right? And so, uh, and, and then it goes into a whole thing about, well, are you saying you're greater than Abraham? And so before Abraham was, I am. Mm. And you have a divine relationship with him, and you could hear him. He hears you. Because we're going to look at a verse in a second that says that he doesn't hear sinners. But he hears you. He hears you. We're just doing Bible study. We're just reading the word. And you can take notes if you want and, and study it out further in all of the context of it. Let me just go to this. Uh, go to John with you for just one second because there's some, something else that I was supposed to bring up. He's Lord of all. Call on him, somebody. <laughs> He's Lord of all. Look, in verse 44, this is what he tells them. 
He says, you are of your father, the devil. In the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in, in, and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. And so, again, it's just a debate that he's having, the discussion that he's having with, with the people who are not of God. He can't hear their voice. And he's like, he's like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> they didn't get it. Because they're not of God. They didn't have the divine relationship that you have. If you have accepted him as your Savior and as your Father. Hallelujah. John chapter 9. Verse 31. And so here's what happened. Here's, here's the setup real quick. So uh, Jesus had healed uh, um, uh, a blind guy. And he healed him. And, and, uh, 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 and then the, they, the, 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 the religious folks, those religious folks, they were saying, they were like jamming him up about, uh, now you're trying to teach us. And he's, and, and he's giving them instructions saying, hey, you know that, the, that, that God doesn't hear sinners. But they, 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 and again, another argument with religious folks. And, and, and he tells them in, in, in verse 931, because he had done these miracles, and they're saying, well, how can this, if this guy's not from God, how did he possibly do this? Because now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Amen. Amen. Is there, are there any worshipers in the house? Okay, five. Okay, six, seven. <laughs> Amen. So let's be a worshiper of God and do his will. Ooh, do his will. We can't live according to the flesh. Remember we read that earlier? We've got to live and walk according to the spirit. And then we know that we're in him and he remains in us. Amen. If anyone is a, that leaped out at me earlier today when I read that. If anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Mm. Come on. So it can't just be having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. You have to be a worshiper. You have to be a hearer and a doer. He wants you to hear, and he wants you to express unto him how awesome he is, how great he is, how you would be nowhere without him, because you have to remain in the branch, in the vine, okay? Because if you get unplugged, you're not good for anything except for men to gather you, toss you into the fire. You don't want to be in hell fire. All right. Amen. Okay. So he hears him. God hears him. I mean, let's not take for granted or misunderstand that we can have audience to the God of everything, the God who created everything. Some people wish to have an audience with a president or with a senator or with a governor or with some dignitary. You have the right because you're a child of. God to have audience with God. And we'll stop and pray maybe 10 minutes in a day. What? You have the opportunity to pray to the God who created everything, who's got it all worked out, who knew the, the end from the beginning. And we'll just five minutes of prayer time. That's that. Let's call a prayer meeting at the church. See what four people show up. Ouch! Okay, all right, I'm going to leave that alone. All right. <laughs> okay, go on, Brother Harold, stop. <laughs> okay. Um. 
because they picked up stones, they're ready to stone Jesus. <laughs> I'm not saying that's us in here. <laughs> okay, and then in John chapter 10, we're still in John. John 10, verses 3 through 5. Can I get a reader for that? Let the hear his voice. Okay, go ahead. By name. Hold up. Wait a minute. He calls you by name. Did you say that? Did you read in the right Bible? He calls you by name. So wait, you're telling me, Brother Harold, that the God who created everything in this whole universe knows my name? Yes, he knows your name. He knows every single thing about you because of the divine relationship. He knows the very number of hairs on your head, not just the numbers, but each one is numbered. So if one falls out, he can tell you that's 782. That's 965, the number of that, of that hair. And he knows you by name. Ooh, because you're adopted by choice with the spirit of adoption. He loves you. Mmm, yes. Come on, did I stop you too, too soon? Go ahead. Now, come on. Amen. Amen. Now, look, the more time that you spend with him in the divine relationship, the clearer you understand his voice. And the, the clearer you'll know when it's someone else not to follow. And it says that he leads them. See, now that's how they led sheep back there. Instead of like we do in the United States, and you, you beat the sheep, get in there, oh, get the dogs all after them, chasing them all around. But he leads the sheep. It's not forcibly. He leads them, and they follow him, and he knows them all by name. Come on. We're those sheep, and he's the shepherd. He's the good shepherd is what it says in there as well. And, so we, and, we, and we know his voice, and we hear him, and he hears us. So it's two-way communication. It's not us just talking, 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 and nothing, or to a wall, to the wall, talking, blah, 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 blah. It's intimate relationship. It's divine relationship. It's divine connection. He's concerned about every aspect of your life. And so I want you to freely open it up and share it with him because he knows anyway. You don't need to have some secret thing and like, well, you know what, uh, uh, I'm going to just keep this aside from God and, and I'll deal with that later. No, give it over to him Amen. so that nothing is hindering you Amen. and inhibiting and prohibiting and causing a stumbling block to your relationship with him. He loves you so very much. I can't say it enough, and we just don't have the words to express it because we're so used to human love that it's, it's good this day, and it could be better the next day, and then all of a sudden they don't love us at all. But he has a never-ending, unfailing love for you. I don't care what anyone else says about you that says you're lacking in this area and you're short in this area and you're, too, you're not doing enough here. He loves you unconditionally. And so all you have to do is continue to give yourself to him. Honestly, he knows. He sees every tear that has fallen from your eyes. 
everyone. And I would imagine just as every hair is numbered, he knows every single tear, too, that you've cried. Because someone has hurt you, someone has talked bad about you. He only has good for you. To encourage you, to strengthen you, and to lift you up. Open arms, waiting to embrace you. Don't wait until I get this together and wait till I do that and then I stop this and I'm going to do this. No, don't worry about any of that. You come to him just as you are. Abba, Father, Daddy, Papa, Padre. Okay? Just like that. And he comes. And he hears. Verses, Phil chapter 10, verses 26 through 30. We're still in John chapter 10, verses 26 through 30. Woo! Come on, because he's the biggest and the baddest. Nobody can snatch you out of his head. Go ahead. Sir. Or continue reading, please. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm not even going to, you know, expound any, any, any further on that. Mm, come on. Yes, I am. So he's the biggest and the baddest. <laughs> and, and nobody can snatch you out of his hand. No one, no matter what it is or who they are, nobody can pluck you out of his hand. The only way out is if you decide to die. Or you believe a lie that the devil has fed you, and you follow that deception until that happens. But no one's going to snatch you out of his hand, ever. Mm. So just continuing to draw, continue to draw near unto him every day. Amen. Okay. A fourth thing is uh, he won't allow the enemy to beat you up because you have a divine connection with him. Acts chapter 19, and I'm going to have to hurry just so that we can go through. Um, Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Acts 19, 11. I'll just try to talk about it for a minute. So anyway, those first couple of verses, it says that, that, uh, that God worked special miracles by the hands of Paul, through Paul. That even if they sent his handkerchief in his apron places, that demons got cast out and people were healed of various diseases and sicknesses. I'm like, Paul was bad. That just sent his work apron or his handkerchief somewhere and the demons went screaming out. He didn't even have to be there. And then there were the seven sons of Aceva who tried to do something, who wanted to cast out demons in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Something's missing. Something's missing. The divine relationship, personally, you can't have it secondhand. It has to be one-on-one. It's got to be you and him. Him and you and you and him. Okay? Because they said, we command you in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches to get out. These were seven people against one man. And the guy stood up. I'm just saying a little bit of, you know, spiritual imagination. Stood up and said, what? Who are you talking to? Jesus, I know. 
And Paul I know. But who are you? Uh-oh. <laughs> and then the one guy jumped on the seven, beat him down so bad, took, beat him down, beat the clothes off of him. I don't know if you ever had a beat down like that, you know, except for maybe your parents gave it to you because you did something you weren't supposed to do. But, um, <laughs> but that beat down was so bad, left him running around naked and bruised and cut. And because of that, the whole town got wind of that. So when a beat down like that happened, the word gets out. <laughs> so, but if you have the divine relationship, because of the divine relationship, you won't get beat down like that because greater is he who is in you, Jesus, than he was in the world. So the devil wouldn't be asking you, well, who are you? No, you have Jesus in you. So you have the divine relationship. So you're not going to get beat down, okay? So you have protection because of the divine relationship. There's some things about that passage I wondered about, but uh, uh, they came and they sold all their, their curious arts and their books and stuff, like 50,000 pieces of silver, uh, like a, 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 a and one of those coins was like a day's wages. And so that's a lot of, lot of, 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 of books that got burned up. But it never said that the, the demon-possessed guy didn't say what happened to him. <laughs> I was like, is he still out there? I mean, you know, anyway, that's just me still needing to study it out and figure out maybe later on <laughs> something happened to him. But anyway, um, and because of that, because of somebody who was faking, who didn't have a divine relationship, the devil beat them down, all seven of them. But because people saw that and they were afraid, they're like, ooh, we got to get the real thing. We need a divine connection. And because of that, the word of God spread in that region. Amen? Amen. Okay, that's just kind of a snapshot of that. Okay. Number five, if you spend time with Jesus, with God, that divine relationship, over time, people ought to see Jesus in you. You ought to begin to, to look like him and to act like him. You know how couples that have been together uh, for a lot of years and they can finish each other's sentences and they even sometimes begin to look alike. So after you spend a lot of time with Jesus, you should begin to look like him. And I'm talking about from the inside out. Okay? <laughs> I see you. And so, and so, so like in, 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 Acts, in Acts chapter uh, 4, the one verse, verse 13, and, and maybe it's 12 and, and 13, and there's some other verses around there. However, um, Peter, the same Peter who was uh, frightened of the, the campfire girl, I say that, uh, when he denied the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, at this time, after they had, had, had healed the, the guy at the gate, and they're just trying to question him as to what's going on and how did you do it, and, and then Peter stood up, and they saw his boldness, and they realized that he wasn't educated and he was unlearned. But then they recognize that he had been with Jesus. There should be something about us that we spend time with the Lord in this divine relationship that we begin to look less like us and more like him. Less of flesh and more of the spirit man. Okay? So they realize that if you spend time with somebody, you get to walk in stride with them. You need to get the Jesus stride going so that people recognize mm, that the kingdom was in him and the kingdom is in you as well. And so they recognize that you have been with Jesus. There should be a difference in your life. You shouldn't still be going to the same places, doing the same things, and all the laughing at the same nasty jokes and all of that. There should be a transformation happening because you're a new creature, remember? So people should be able to begin, should be able to, begin to see the likeness of Christ in you, in your life. And in the fruit 
of your life. Okay? Because we want to be fruit inspectors. We're not going to be judging, but we're going to be fruit inspectors. We're going to see what kind of fruit you're producing. Amen? Amen. Okay. So they recognize, they realize that they have been with Jesus. Amen. Come on. You guys are so good. Oh, you guys are on it. Okay. What number was that? Uh, five. Number six. You'll be restored because of the divine relationship. You'll be restored. You'll be forgiven. And I mentioned John. I mean, I, miss, I mentioned Peter there just a minute ago where uh, uh, they were taking Jesus to the illegal trial, and he denied Christ three times, right? And so and even one time he cursed. Um, I'm using John chapter uh, um, 18 for that and then chapter 21. I know it's in Matthew as well, but we're just looking at John. John 18 for his denial three times, and then John 21 for the restoration. When they were out there fishing, and they recognized Jesus on the shore, and he said, it's Jesus. Peter put on his outer garment, dove in. <laughs> I wish somebody would be all in for Jesus. Come on, would somebody be all in for Jesus? Amen. Don't just get a little wet. Amen. Oh, it's cold. No, go all in. Anyway, that's a whole other message next time. So anyway, <laughs> there ain't no plan B. We're all in. No plan B. Oh, ain't no, bless you, brother. Okay, so, um. So he restores, he'll be restored as well. So, so he denied him three times. And then here he asked him about feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And so, and, and so he restored him back to the place before he was, before he denied him the three times, right? The denied of the trial. So because of divine relationship, we'll be restored. And we also have forgiveness. We have forgiveness. Because we are still wrapped in this flesh, you're going to slip up occasionally it's not your lifestyle it's not your way of life but you're going to slip and trip occasionally and so the bible also says in first john 1 9 that if we confess our sins so when you slip confess your sins okay because god will do his part where he's faithful and just to forgive you of those sins and he doesn't just stop there he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Come on, you get a fresh start again. Hallelujah. Lord, help me not to ever do that again. Thank you for restoring me and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just to forgive you for your sins and then to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So you don't have to live under condemnation, right? We have conviction when we do wrong, but we're not condemned. All right? And then we make it right because he restores us. And gives us, a, gives us a fresh start again. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Point number seven. Because of the divine relationship, he'll satisfy you with long life. I'm just going to give you the, well, let's go there, somebody. Uh, the 91st Psalm, verses 14 through 16. We're almost out. Excuse me. 91st Psalm, verses 14 through 16. Come on, Elizabeth. I know you're about there. Come on. No pressure. And that entire psalm actually is a psalm of protection because it talks about he who dwells in the shadow, of the, in the secret place, in the shadow of the Almighty, and no plague shall come near your dwelling place. A thousand fall on your right and 10,000 on your right hand, but it shall not come near you. But I want us to go on 14 through 16. The 91st Psalm, verses 14 through 16. Oh, Sister Elizabeth, do you have it? 
Okay, go ahead, nice and loud for me, please, sis. No, the 91st song. Are you in the 91st song? Okay. Oh, it's on the board. Okay. Because he has set his love upon me and we're walking in divine relationship. Go ahead. Mm, come on. Go ahead. Keep going, sister. Go ahead. And follow up verse 15. Okay, hold on. So you're going to call upon him, and he's going to answer. He's going to answer, and he's going to be with you in trouble. That doesn't mean he's the one getting you in trouble. Our friends used to do that. Okay? Our, our friends used to do that, get us in trouble. This means that when you're struggling, when you're in a trouble, when you're in a trial, he's going to be with you. Like the boys in the fiery furnace, he was with them. He's going to be with you through your trials and your challenges and your, your, in, in, in the things that, you, that, are, that the devil might send for, to, to destroy you. He's going to turn around and make it for good. And he's going to be with you and will even carry you when you don't have the strength to do it on your own. Amen. Verse 16. Amen. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation because of the divine relationship. And I'll show him the salvation every single day, day after day after day, from faith to faith to faith, from glory to glory to glory. I'll, see you, I'll show you my salvation all of the time. I'll be showing you my salvation. Okay? Be, present tense. I'll be showing you, continually, I'll be showing you that we'll remain in him in that divine relationship. Amen. Last one is... Uh, Go to John chapter 14. And because we're in a divine relationship, he says he's going to send somebody, <laughs> a helper or a comforter, the spirit of truth. I heard that in the prayer tonight, right? The Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 18. John 14, 15 through 18. I'm going to go with these here. And then we're going to have it up here tonight. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, come on. These are the nice abiding chapters, John 14 and 15 and 16. But right now we're in John 14, verses 15 through 18. Okay. Oh, what? Oh, I know. All that's good. Go ahead. Keep going. Amen. Oh, so look, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And so um, he's going to send us a comforter, a helper, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. And it mentions that again in, in around verse 26 uh, also. But he sends the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Because we have a divine relationship. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. I'm not going to, he won't leave you nor forsake you. So he wants to be with you all of the time. I'm not going to leave you like an orphan. I'm going to be with you always. 
Even to the end of the age, it says in another place. And so you can count on him to remain faithful to you. And let us do our part to remain faithful to him and maintain the divine relationship. And because of that, we'll have those eight benefits plus more. Right? I think the 103rd Psalm talks about healing all of our diseases. Right? And so that's another benefit of serving him. That we'll walk in divine health because we have divine relationship and we have divine connection. Amen. They wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years and there wasn't one feeble among them. And their shoes didn't wear out. Lord, help the shoes on our cars not to wear out. <laughs> Tires are expensive. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so the divine relationship, there's many, many other blessings that we have because of that. And I want to just encourage us to really, really pursue him with all that is within us. Heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? Our theme scripture. And then also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And because we have divine relationship, we're able to look at people and not judge them on the outward part, but to see them as God sees them. Not as somebody that can, you can make a buck from or you can take advantage of or someone that you can hurt. Or you need them to help lift you up to a certain position to get that promotion. But see them as God sees them. And you will have fulfilled all of the commandments in those shoes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. We're done.